Well, welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here with episode 52. Three lies about love. Dun, dun, dun. I like the way you said that. You said that like with your romantic voice. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just... Which is fitting because it's... Week of Valentine's. Yeah. Valentine's Week. awesome. Week. We had a... Yeah, at the time of this recording, Valentine's was yesterday, and... I mean, we had a fun time. We did. We went to brunch. Went to brunch. We went to Restoration Hardware. If you've ever been to one of their cafes, they're incredible. It's like in the middle of the store and you feel like you're in Europe somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just, I don't know, it just feels like you're not where you are. Like we didn't feel like you're in Nashville. So that was really fun. I know. Did that. And then what else did we do? That was pretty that was much pretty it. Much, <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much it. We took Pepper. Um, we thought about like, you know, having your mom or someone watch her so that we could go. But I was like, mm-hmm. let's just have her. Yeah, it was great. It was her first Valentine's Day. It she was. got a balloon, a little teddy bear. Yeah, and a music, a music box. box. Yep. What yeah. did I get? Fun, great stuff. <laughs> and I mean, something we need to just keep between me and you. We don't have to share with the whole world. <laughs> hey, let's just say he went on Amazon and typed Valentine's gift for I, I was off. I was off this year, I admit. I, I, I was off. It's okay. It's not about They were gifts. not my best gifts. I enjoy the experience stuff more, so that, that yeah. was a gift for me. Um, anyways, so oftentimes I'm the one that kind of comes up with like an intro. What are we going to talk about before like mm-hmm. the actual discussion? And I thought, because I know we're going to have different answers, uh, talking about our favorite like romantic movies or mm. love, like love movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the genre of that would be. What is yours? You have to name, you have to name two. Two. Okay. Um, mine are going to be a little older. Uh, I'm going to go with Can't Buy Me Love. Never seen it. it, it it's older. It's before your time. But uh, it, when I was a kid, I remember seeing it. And, and it's just it. like a like a romance. Yeah, it's Patrick Dempsey. He's like the nerd. Mm-hmm. And he falls in love with the cheerleader who won't give him the time of day. Classic. Yeah, it's Classic. awesome. Okay. And the other is Bodyguard. Bodyguard? Kevin Costner, Whitney Houston. Is that a love movie? Don't hate. Haters going to hate. Yes, oh it's a love gosh. movie. No, it's not. Yes. I'm pretty sure Bodyguard, isn't that, like a, isn't that like an action film? No, I mean, there's just a little bit of action in it, but no. Oh, so he's her bodyguard? In the yes, movie? and they I've fall never, in see, love. I've not seen either of your favorite two romantic movies. That probably says something. Well, I know what we're doing tonight. I'm not watching those movies. Um, mine <laughs> is The Notebook, which is so duh obvious, but mm-hmm. it's I cry every time. Have you seen it all the way through? Yes, I have. Who, who wrote the book? I don't know who wrote it. It was Nicholas Sparks? Yes, yeah. Nicholas Sparks. Um, he's like... The uh, you know what I wonder sometimes like he writes these incredibly romantic and you novels. wonder if he's romantic yeah with his own wife like does he obviously he can't like create his own story in his life but like I wonder if he thinks through some of the things that his characters think through to like do for their significant I, I, I would say as a communicator I guess I'm not really an author I mean I've written some you books are but an author you've written four I, I, books I would say it, I'm not saying he's not romantic but I will say it is very plausible. That he can write really romantic things without necessarily being romantic. I'm sure. Maybe that is like his outlet. Maybe he's like <laughs> his outlet. Poor Nicholas Sparks' wife. I'm just kidding. She's probably. I think has she's a great life. Yeah, I think she's alright. Um, and then my second one is another Nicholas Sparks. Could you guess it? No. A Walk to Remember. Oh yeah, yep. So the Notebook, the the husband and wife like 
died together in the end because mm-hmm. they're so in love, their hearts stop at the same time. Ugh. And then the second one, a walk to remember, she's the one she has like a cancer. Yeah. And very she, sad. It's, it's like the opposite of your your first one. Like she's the nerd in school. He's the cool kid. And he somehow like befriends her and they just fall in love. And oh my gosh, I gotta watch it tonight. I I, I like the proposal too. That's a funny one. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. I like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I I need I need some funny in meshed into my love stories. I don't necessarily yeah. like the tragic ones that you like that make you sad and cry. It's not sad. It's like so sweet you cry. It's not like oh I'm so upset. Yeah. It just is like it's just so magically unrealistic that you just cry because <laughs> yeah, it's like a dream. Well, which sets up what we're going to talk about: three lies about love. Which we didn't do this, at least I didn't think through this strategically. Maybe you did. But, like, there's so many forces in this world that shape our view of what love really is. Yeah. And movies would be one of them. Sure. Yeah, me Not necessarily realistic, but it does. It it creates this idea in your mind of, oh, this is what love should be like. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have so many lies about love, right? Because we're told through so many different avenues of what love is Mm -hmm. and what's interesting about not uh, in particular the ones you mentioned but i think the vast majority especially of romantic comedies but i think this is true of most love stories is it focuses on falling in love not on staying in love for sure i think that's almost every but isn't that kind of ironic because the falling in love part's not that hard no it's the staying in love part that totally takes work i really think like and not to belittle love or not to belittle whatever, but I think better not belittle love on Love Week <laughs> Valentine's little, Day. Little love, um, no, I I think you can fall in love with a lot of people, right? Like I think The Bachelor is a great example. If you ever yeah. watched that show, all thirty women of the thirty women somehow, quote unquote, fall in love with The Bachelor because it's easy when you like put someone on a pedestal and you you're anyway. I just think it's. I've said that for years, and and a lot of people roll their eyes because they don't like that idea. Like you want that idea of that's my soulmate, that's the person you you know. I just don't. I don't think in general there is that one person. I don't believe in the one person myth because if if one person married the wrong person, then everybody that follows (laughs) them is screwed. (laughs) No, I think. Sure. I, I definitely, I don't think there's only one person in the whole world for any, everybody. I think that's a little, a lot unrealistic. Um, but I do think like I, I can consider you a soulmate. Like, and I don't, I don't think that means like, again, there's only one soul in the world, but it means like there's an extra unique connection, unique connection. Yeah. So anyways, just trying to save you from haters out there no and you but you're just doing another lie about love so now it's the four lies about love and not the three lies about love. okay all right let's go all right you you want to hear them yep three lies about love or four (laughs) since you already (laughs) gave us the first one but my first one was uh fighting is an omen that's a lie yeah fighting is that that somehow if you fight inside of your relationship and by the way most of these apply i think to almost all relationships. Like friendships yeah. and everything. Yeah, but we're specifically talking about romantic relationships sure. or romantic love here. But I, I, And this one's very personal for me because I'm a conflict avoider. Mm-hmm. And I think that that cost me deeply in my first marriage. Mm-hmm. And I remember when you and I first started to date, we had some good fights early on. 
Yeah. And I, still do in my mind. <laughs> like just no like one a month. <laughs> I, I mean, early on when we would fight, I was every single time we you and I got in a fight, I jumped to the assumption that it was over. I think the word first done. of all, I think we should replace <laughs> the word fight. I don't like that word. Argument. Argument. Yes, there we had a disagreement. An yeah. argument. Fighting to me insinuates <laughs> like physical. physical. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's I. I say what I think, like almost always. Um, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and you don't say what you think all the time. Right. I have to, it. It takes effort. It takes effort, or it takes like multiple time, like instances for you to finally yeah. say something, and then you've had so much thought and heart put into it that it's like comes out really aggressive. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, no I do I'm, remember that. I remember you were so, <laughs> so worried. Like, I, I think I remember you saying, we're, we're never going to work. And it was like after our first, like, disagreement. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just said that I didn't want to go to, you know, whatever. I don't know. It was something silly, but I, I think even the silly, not like the more lighthearted things that I would push back on, it's, it, it made you scared for the big things. Right, yeah, like yep. I think that was everything. Like boiled down was just you did not like disagreement, and you thought disagreement was actually bad. But yeah. I would say that it is a sign of intimacy as long as it's healthy communication. Yeah, right. I think for me the big difference is, and I think there's a lot of people wired this way. They're more into peace faking than they are peacemaking, mm-hmm. and that's the way I was. Easier. Yeah, for sure. And so what I've come to is this realization that it's not really about fighting it's about how you fight right and so just a few tips that i think we've been able to incorporate in our relationship on how to fight fair is you know number one keep the conversation as much about the issue and as little about the person mm-hmm, as possible mm-hmm. right no that takes calling. yeah it takes some of the the you know that deep sting sting out of it when you keep it on issue and not personally attack the person mm-hmm. the second one was operate from the perspective of weeness not <laughs> <laughs> oh you just said weeness weeness not meanness you know how you write something and you don't realize it till you say it out loud? I wrote that in my notes and it didn't seem weird, man. <laughs> okay. versus meanness. That is funny. Sometimes you write something. Oh, gosh, if you're watching this on YouTube, I know my face is so red right now. Let me let me try to restate that and say you don't try to win, right? The goal is to understand your loved one's perspective, not to win an argument. So instead of like proving a point, ask questions to better understand your partner's point of view, right? Uh, don't think of the disagreement as them versus you. Right. Think about it as the two of you against the problem. Well, yeah, and I think your first point, which was keep it to about the topic, not about the person. Yes. That's a lot easier to heal from, right? Like, and I'm not saying you have to heal after every disagreement, but like if you were to tell me you're a bad mom and I've never, like if you attack my character, when we're talking about a situation, I can get over a situation. But when you tell me, if you had like a <laughs> character, <laughs> stop. Sorry. I'm still laughing about weenus. <laughs> Sorry. If you, 
if you if you would attack me as a person, yeah. I, it would be a lot harder for me to like. Move on. <laughs> Sorry, you move guys on. hate us. Okay. Uh, Anyways, and the third tip you want to hear it? I think it's the most practical one, and you and I have definitely had to implement this before. It's just take a break. Yeah. There's research that has shown that a simple 20 minute break during a conflict can help you calm down, refocus your energy, do something relaxing, go for a walk, but like call a tw- just call a timeout. Yeah. As soon as it starts to become irrational and that can sure. happen pretty quick. It's just like, hey, Let's just take one of the two of you's gotta step in and say, timeout. Let's take a twenty minute break and we'll come back to this topic and you'll be amazed how twenty minutes later Question. it'll feel different. How do you feel about going to bed angry? I don't think it's the end of the world. Yeah. And some people say, well, isn't there a verse? There's, there are verses in the Bible that say both, mm-hmm. that talk about both. That talk about, you know, don't go to sleep, you know, while you're angry. And other ones that talk about take some time, cool off. So, you know, I, I think you just have to use some wisdom in I, any particular situation. Yeah. And don't you think sometimes, like, don't go to sleep angry is a little bit of a metaphor of, like, yes. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't let that sit like don't not address yeah, it yeah don't you know not I mean? address it eventually you got to work through that right but I, I actually think sometimes going to sleep if you're angry is actually a good little reset because you wake up a lot more refreshed anyway yeah. alright no, tip number two or okay. myth number two alright so the first one is fighting is omen number two is being in love is enough that is a lie. I have to keep saying that what you're saying is a lie because it's hard to... Yep. Okay. Like being in love is enough. Being in love is not enough. To maintain a long-term healthy relationship, right? That's right. I think a lot of people think that if you have hard work, then your relationship stinks. Mm-hmm. Or as soon as things get difficult, it's easy to say, well, I guess, I guess this wasn't my one, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the reality is being in love is not enough. Every great relationship takes a tremendous amount of work. Yeah. And if you don't work at effective communication, it's just a matter of time before the relationship begins to deteriorate. If you don't carve out quality time, it's just a matter of time before the relationship starts to deteriorate. All happy relationships demand work. Hmm. I think that's totally true. And and again, that's a part of the love movies that we see that we, we don't see that part. Yeah. It just seems natural to them. Like being in love is enough. Love conquers all love. Mm-hmm. You know, the reality it just takes a lot of work. Uh, there's a, uh, you guys will know this. Um, there's a really popular uh, hashtag on Instagram uh, called relationship goals. Yeah. And people will often see like a really romantic picture of like this old couple walking on a beach holding hands yeah. and like hashtag relationship goals. Like in, in other words, they're saying, was, I want that. Yeah. My question though is, what is that? You want to be 90 years old and holding hands with your spouse walking on the beach. That's great. But what is that? You know, difficult and vulnerable conversations? Yes. Putting other people person's needs before your own? Yes. Being willing to admit when you're wrong? Yes. Exhibiting patience at every turn? Yes. In other words, that picture that you tag as relationship goals, behind that picture, mm. there's usually a tremendous amount of work. 
yep. and hard conversations and things that we'll work through. And so I, I think it's, you know, it's so easy to idealize and romanticize certain aspects of a relationship. The reality is most relationships take work. Mm-hmm. Take work, take ownership. Yeah. Uh, third one. Yeah. Third line. Uh, if I have to ask, it's not worth it. <laughs> I wrote this one for you. I'll be <laughs> I was going to say, I felt that one deeply. I so another, can I say another way to phrase that? Sure. Uh, is if they really love me, they should know. Know what you want. Yep. And I feel like I've actually heard you say that. No, to me not those exact words for sure. But that, the 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 idea of you should know. Well, it's like you want that person to know. Maybe it's not that they should know. You just desire that they know you enough that they could take action in the way that makes you feel loved. Yeah and seen or known, which is unrealistic, right? Like there's no way I couldn't do that for you every day. You can't do that for me every day because no one's a mind reader. You got to speak up. I know. And I totally get that. That takes away some of the, like, like if I had told you, Pete, I need you. This is a stupid example, but Pete, I need you to, uh, like maybe once a month, come home with flowers, right? Like, Mm -hmm. let's pretend I said that. I don't say that, but when you came home with flowers, I'd be like, well, I told you to do that. That's not them to me feel good. Right. So it's like, it makes you think now you're just doing what I said. But really, if you did do that, it's an act of love saying, I Big heard time. you. I'm making sure you feel seen and loved and known. And, but you know, in my brain and some other girls' brains, it's like the romanticization of that. Would you, do you agree with this statement that it's your responsibility to express your needs to your partner so that they have the opportunity to fulfill them? Yeah. Yeah. I do. And I think, that, again, this is where the movies suck because they're the ones that's like, oh, he just did all these things and knew and like, you know, it's stupid and it's short term. But I do think it's important. I think it, you're very good at communicating that. Like you'll be like, I really need you know, wor- more words of affirmation from you. Mm-hmm. Or I need you to tell me I'm doing a good job or I acknowledge that I'm working hard. Or if I, you know, did the laundry, please acknowledge that I did yeah. that for you. You know, like you're very, very specific. And that's vulnerable when you do that because you, at least for me, I don't want to come across as feeling needy, but at the same time, I want to communicate what it is I need. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And it's okay to have those wants inside of your relationships. Right. It's almost like, it, for me, it almost feels like I'm coming across like, um, I almost want to be able to do things and feel so good about doing them that I don't need your affirmation. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, it kind of makes me feel like that's my part of my role anyways, so I don't need that. But it's like, it's almost like saying, hey, I know this is kind of part of what I do in my role, but I need you to acknowledge it. It feels like, I feel like a little kid. Yeah. So I don't love it. See, I, I think this is really important. I think this applies, again, ju- probably just as much to most of our friendships because the reality is every day we are creating unconsciously these expectations for ourselves and for the people around us. And um, I'm reading this great book by Brene Brown right now, and she talks about how it's the, the yeah, it's the unconscious, unexamined, unexpressed expectations that are the most dangerous. So it's not that having expectations in a relationship is not dangerous, right? That's very normal. But the ones that are unexamined and unexpressed, that's what's dangerous. It's so it's, it's like this is what happens every day. We develop these expectations and we paint this picture in our mind and our heart of what we think should be happening in that relationship. Or let's keep with the movie theme, right, that we've been talking about. There's like this movie 
that's taken place in our mind. It's a wonderful movie. But nobody else knows their parts. Nobody else knows their lines, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody else knows what this movie even means to us. And then when the movie fails to play out the way we want it to in real life, we feel immense disappointment over it. Yeah. So practically, that's like, hey, I really want to go on a date night once a week. Yeah. Please don't. Like, it, you think that maybe he's going to initiate that spontaneously every week? Probably not. And also, it takes intentionality on both sides, right? Like, you both have to plan that. Um, or what's another thing that you would have to communicate? Um, I, I, so the, the tip here for me, I think, is most people want to express the way they want to feel. So, like, you might say, I want you to make me feel wanted, the problem with you telling me how it is that you want to feel is that is left up to all kinds of interpretation. Right, right. Like what does it mean for you to feel like you want to feel wanted, right? Right. So instead, you got to be as specific as possible and say something like, I need romantic date night every other week or once a month. I need your undivided attention when we're on that date night. And I want you to surprise me with flowers a few times a year. Mm-hmm. Like, Again, you don't have to say I, I, I need flowers every other week because yeah. then at that to your point earlier that, that doesn't. But you could say you know what it would mean a lot. It would make me feel really wanted if a couple times during the year you just surprise me out of nowhere with flowers. Yeah, it's it goes back to the love languages yes. which we've talked yep. about in previous um, podcasts. Actually, probably a year ago in our relationship goal series, you can check that out if you want to. But um, where if you said Jordan, I need to feel more loved, I would probably go out and buy you a gift. Right. right, like I'd find because a way. That's how you that's feel. That's how I loved. feel loved. Yep. Versus, if I told you I needed to feel loved, you'd probably do the dishes for me or do something because acts, acts of service. Yep. Yours. So, it, yeah, that's so true. You have to be very clear about what it means, not how, not just how you want to feel, but how to make you feel that yep. way. Yep. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think in every relationship we have to continually work at that mm-hmm. i don't think it necessarily comes natural to feel like you have to explain what it is that you want yeah but it sure makes for a healthier relationship yeah that communication piece is key it reminds me of we have a uh, couple friends that do this thing i think it's, they call it like their monday check-in mm-hmm. i don't remember what it was Her, their names are derek um and emily and they are so good about it because they like actually have a time they do this yeah. and they work through like a set of questions. I'm sure you can find just like standard questions um, online or just create your own, but it's so cool because they talk about like if there is something bothering them during the week, obviously they would still actively do that during the week, but they also know that there's a safe place one day a week where they can bring something or even like, you know, presenting a concept of like, Hey, I'm just really overwhelmed because of this. Like that's not something you want to bring up at dinner, yeah. but when you know you have a safe space, on a certain day and time, like, um, I don't know. I just feel like that's a very, it's a cool thing that they do. That's really cool. And we used to do that and we have, we need to get back to that. Yeah. We need to, it's a good reminder. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. But it's cool. It's a good place for that, that kind of stuff too. Like, Hey, I need this. And this week I really, you know, a lot lately since having a baby, I'm like, I'm feeling blah because I haven't been able to work out like I wanted to, you know, consistently. And you would, early on be like, how about I watch pepper while you get on the bike? Whereas for a lot of my life and even early in my postpartum, I would just suck it up and be like, this is, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm supposed to do. And I would just get unhappy because I couldn't exercise. Mm. sounds so simple, but once I was able to vocalize, I 
I don't think I'm my best self because I'm not able to do this. Then you were able to respond and say, I can do that for yep. you, you know, but if I had never vocalized that anyway, set you a time once a week. I think that's a cool thing. Um, and express your needs. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. I love that. So those are the three, uh, lies about love that I came up with. I love it. I want to stick with this theme. Be, uh, and next week, uh, do one more, not on lies, but I want to talk about the single greatest indicator of long-term health for a relationship. Mm. I've read this. It's a kind of a new study and, I was pretty blown away. I was very surprised at what the single greatest indicator of long-term health in a relationship is. I don't even know what this is. And I'm it applies excited. to all relationships, not just romantic okay. relationships. Um, but, yeah, it kind of blew me away. I think it would be really helpful for a lot of people. Cool. And there's an exercise that we'll do with it. Oh, cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I hope you guys giggle throughout your day thinking about how you need to focus on your weenus and not on meanness. <laughs> And <laughs> it's a true statement. And, and on paper, it made complete it. sense until I said it out loud. I know. I know. But I am so glad you did. And I'm very sorry you would hear about probably 60 seconds of silence. our junior highness coming yes. out. <laughs> you almost said another like highness. <laughs> anyway. Okay. We're done here. We are done here. Uh, thanks for listening, you guys. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe and share and do all the things. Um, like you said, next week, we're talking another we're doing another episode on love. Yes, we are. All right. It's all, it's, it's the theme right now. I hope you guys had a great uh, Valentine's Day, by the way. I know. However it is you celebrated with, was Whether it with was a partner or with friends plural, or whatever. Venus, or if it was just you and your Venus. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. You cannot let it go, can you? <laughs> I'm done. Uh, Signing off. Yep. Yeah. Y'all have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>